besides investing in index funds. I see many families in the financial independence space are also looking into and investing in real estate. Today, we're going to look at the different avenues involved so you can see if investing in real estate is right for you. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Have you ever watched one of those shows on DIY and HGTV where they renovate and sell the homes? Desert Flippers, Good Bones, and my mom's favorite, Texas Flip and Move. The transformation of those places can be incredible, but part of the draw too, at least for me, is waiting until the end to see how much they sold it for and looking at the profit that they take home. Now, this is so-called reality TV, so I take it with a grain of salt. But I admit, we do think about that potential real estate. If you're a family working towards financial freedom, one of the things to consider is whether or not you should diversify your income. And many families choose to do that. And one path that they look at is investing in real estate. But is that the right choice for you? That's something we're actually considering now. I don't know about you, but before we put any money in, I definitely want to make sure that we have a clear idea of how things work so we can see if it's not only a good strategy for us financially, but it fits into the big picture of us managing it and how we want to spend our time. Which is why I'm so happy Louis Guillama is back on the show. He's the vice president of real estate operations over at Coastal, and he's had decades of experience as a real estate investor. In this episode, we're going to get into the various ways you can start investing in real estate, how to financially prepare so if you decide to go in, you have a solid foundation, and then some resources and ways to dig in deeper and learn more. Sounds good? Let's get started. Before we get into the various ways you can invest, we need to discuss why families in the first place would choose to go with real estate investing. Now, the most direct answer would be that real estate investing can help you build wealth, but let's drill down just a bit on that. One benefit that appeals to many is diversifying your income. Like we mentioned before, for some families, not having all of their income tied up to a job or simply investments is appealing. The second reason is the cash flow potential. Your property or properties can have regular income. Think of those monthly checks if you go the path of rentals. And then finally, you're diversifying and hopefully getting some appreciation on your assets. Your properties can increase in value. Another appealing part of real estate is how you can start off small scale and then build up. You don't have to have a million dollars in the bank to get started. Especially now, there are so many ways that you can get involved with real estate investing. Over the last 10 years, real estate investing has taken on a new form. Um, It's gotten a lot of attention. And so a lot of people have really come up with new strategies for getting people invested in real estate. Um, That starts with uh, um, crowdsourcing websites that that allow you to deposit as little as $500 um, and start placing that into select properties across the country. 
um, which is a very passive form of real estate investing. Um, and obviously it needs to account for a layer of management on top of that. Um, there's also real estate rights, um, the real estate investment trust that you can purchase through uh, mutual funds. Um, you can get involved in, in those types of investments, which rights typically uh, focus more on commercial properties. Um, but, but by far the more common form of real estate investing takes shape with people uh, purchasing properties in their local communities and then offering those out as either rental income um, or if you're a little bit uh, savvier, a little bit more risk tolerant, uh, you'll get into a property flipping. And each of these can have their own pros and cons. Perhaps right now with your situation, you are looking for something extremely passive. You're working full time. You have the kids to take care of. You really want this to be hands off. Then investing with a REIT or going with the newer crowdsource options might be the path for you. Or you might look at this as I want to pivot my career down the line. I want to have more control over what I'm investing in. Then you might start looking into what it would take to get into flipping properties or buying properties and renting them out. Whether you're going to be a passive investor or you're going to be more actively involved, one of the first steps you need to do is make sure that your financial house is in order. Yeah, you definitely want to get your own financial house in order before you get into real estate because what getting into real estate means in, more, in, in most cases borrowing a substantial amount of money. Um, and, and the rate that you pay for that money is going to be uh, based on your own credit worthiness. So definitely you want to get your own house in order, make sure your finances are, are straightened out, um, and that you have an allotment or an allocation of money that is available to use on a monthly basis and you know planning for contingencies that would enable you to get into real estate with relatively low risk. And that's a key point here. Even though there is risk with any investments you get involved in, you do want to minimize any needless risk. So you definitely want to have the money set aside that you're going to use for the investing, but also make sure that your financial cushion is pretty good, that you have that at least three to six months of expenses set aside. Should something happen with the investment, you are not in a tight financial spot. And also another recommendation is to get rid of any high interest debt that you have. Not only will that give you some peace of mind, but from a lender standpoint, you'll be in a better financial spot. You can also now use this time to start educating yourself before you make your initial investment. I always encourage people to get as much information as they can about the subject that they're willing to, to take on, uh, whether that is property flipping or investing in, in rental income property. Um, the first thing is you want to set it, you know, make sure that, that if it's a if it's a spouse is doing it together, that they're both on the same page. Um, they work together to establish a budget. They define some very clear goals on what they're trying to accomplish, um, and that will help them evaluate opportunities as they become available. Um, the key to investing in real estate is that it's it, it's not necessarily um, necessary to invest in every single opportunity that comes along. You want to pick and choose the right investment vehicle that's going to help you accomplish your particular goals. Um, so, so that's really important. And you also want to plan for contingencies. Because there's only so many things that you can control. Um, you got to account for those external factors like the economy, employment, um, even wars. Uh, you know that can affect oil prices, and that can change all the dynamics in the marketplace. 
Um, when it comes to real estate investing, one of the, the, the key strategies, though, is, is timing. Knowing when to get into the market is, is key to, to long-term success. Um, if your marketplace is, is experiencing a buyer's market, that's, that's, that's a key or the best, you know, um, for, for getting into real estate investing. Um, many markets, however, at this time, they're, they're in a set, more in a seller's market. It's really tight inventory. Um, very few opportunities are presenting themselves. And what happens is real estate investors are, are rubbing elbows with owner occupants that are looking to, to buy their, their family home. Um, that tends to, to, to uh, you know, make, make prices go up considerably, and it may not make it as, as cost-effective for the real estate investor to get in. So, so really um, having the right timing to, you know, of, of, or knowledge of when to get into the market is, is key to, to really being successful in real estate. And Lewis is speaking from experience. He has been involved with real estate investing for decades. Um, well, actually, both of my parents were full-time real estate agents, um, so I was exposed to real estate um, on a regular basis early on, and, and I saw a lot of the uh, the opportunities as well as some of the mistakes that people can make when they're getting into real estate. I mean, my, my parents actually in the, the mid-80s um, were very heavy into real estate investing, and they lost a great deal of money uh, when interest rates suddenly um, just went, went to the roof. Um, and they were heavily invested in some large-scale properties um, that were very difficult to, to get their money out of. So, I mean, I, I saw, you know, many opportunities or many instances where people did really great, um, and then something else in the environment that they didn't have any control over suddenly changed and it drastically um, altered um, their reality. So, um, yeah, I, I like to think that I take a, a cautionary approach to real estate investing, um, I, I am not one that encourages people to get into the property flipping model, which is, it can be very lucrative, um, but you know, timing is, is really important and you got to find the right opportunity. And to get that knowledge and understanding, you have to go beyond just the books. There are fantastic resources out there and I'll include them in the show notes in terms of books that are designed for beginners getting started in real estate. But Tapping into a community and finding a mentor or two can be a tremendous benefit for you. And sometimes you don't have to go that far to find them. Well, definitely speaking to, to friends and family that have, have, have uh, had experience in real estate investing would be a good source um, to get them, get them started. And then reach out to a local real estate professional. Um, Someone that's got you know sufficient experience and knowledge in real estate investing. There are a lot of realtor um, or real estate brokers out there. They're familiar with residential, for, you know, buying and selling, but not necessarily the investing side. The investing, the investing side of real estate is it's a it's a more technical uh, field. So it, it takes a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more um, background to really uh, help guide people to make the right choices. And if you're going online to get more information, maybe mingle with some other investors and learn. One of the resources I highly recommend is checking out Bigger Pockets. They have a thriving community of investors who are not only generous with their time in terms of answering questions, but they're very knowledgeable about different markets and also within different cities and areas, the different opportunities that are available. 
And Lewis had this generosity as well. He had some advice for families that are looking to get started and lessons learned from his own experience. Always, I always recommend starting slow, you know, and starting small. Don't, don't bite off too much because that can get you in trouble. But you, you buy a very small property and rent it out. You, you may just be breaking even once you factor in the HOA fees and insurance. You definitely want to take all expenses into account. Um, but at the end of the day, you look at it, you know, with every, every single monthly payment that you make to your mortgage, a portion of that, and it's you typically uh, several hundred dollars, is being applied to the principal. So that is like a locked-in savings account associated with that real estate that you can't get at, but it's there for you for when, when it's time to sell or refinance the property. I have learned to, to really practice patience um, and, and carefully study the situation follow the market. Um, I look at the market dynamics every single day. Um, I evaluate things and properties that are, that are um, offered for sale and, and carefully evaluate each and every opportunity. Um, and, you, and you have to practice discipline. Uh, discipline of, of knowing when to say no um, and just passing on the opportunity. So that, that's, that's been um, the greatest lesson that I've learned the biggest surprise really has been looking at the success of those owners um, that took a more uh, less ambitious approach to, to setting their rental prices. Um, I used to operate a, a small property management company with about 124 uh, properties under management. And, and you, you quickly realize that the biggest loser, biggest expense for, for landlords our property owners is vacancy, um, and 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 it quickly came to, to light that the the landlords that were charging less money or below market rent pricing were the ones that were the most successful um, because those tenants tended to stay in those units much longer, three, four, five years. In fact, we had one landlord that had a twenty-three year tenant um, in the which was which is really, I, that is ideal um, and, and a remarkable story. Um, and those, those, you know, the, the landlords that were con constantly raising rents every single year to, to try and stay, you know, keep up or keep pace with the market, those would experience much higher turnover rates. Um, and, and there are some substantial expenses associated with turnover because you need to clean the floors and the carpets, sometimes replace them outright. You got to repaint, you know, the, the interior. So there's there's a considerable expense involved, um, and that that eats away at the bottom line. So um, that was one of the biggest surprises, and, and the one that has left a lasting impression on me. Special thanks to Lewis for being a part of this episode. If you're in the Triangle area of North Carolina and want to get competitive rates on your accounts, along with fantastic service, please check out Coastal. Did you know they also have an in-house realty team that are absolutely fantastic? They will help find the best home for you. Thanks to them, we were able to find our home that we love. Please visit bankbetter.org to find out all that Coastal offers. As always, I'll have the resources we mentioned in the episode, as well as a few extras in the show notes over at simplifyandenjoy.com. And next week on the podcast, we're wrapping up the first half of this second season with the fun question, is travel hacking with credit cards really a good move? 
So stay tuned and keep an eye on it on your favorite podcast app. We're on iTunes, CastBox, and more. Our music today was from Lee Rosevere and Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. If you ever have any questions, ideas, or stories that you want to share, please reach out to me on social media. Just look for Simplify and Enjoy. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.